0: welcome to another brand new episode of take a shelfie the podcast about bottle shops and the pints and people you find therein i'm jeff martin and with me as always is a man who can turn the world on with his smile matt prince oh
1: thanks jeff
0: you're just like mary you're just like mary tyler
1: moore matt i've always thought of myself as a Mary tyler moore so that's pretty fitting
0: yeah in in (laughs) a lot of ways matt how are you it's it's to you know be honest with the listeners it's been 24 hours since we last recorded our previous episode but how have has the last day been
1: oh you know it's been you know it's been fine you know i I went for a nice run today it was really really hot but it was worth it other than that just play with my son you know a, a nice um summer day it's gonna be my summer for a long time you know hanging out with my son which is always great so i i can't complain how about you jeff how was how were your last 24 hours
0: It was just fine. I, uh, you know, I I did not go for a run. I am an indoor exerciser, especially in this heat. Um, But, you know, rode the bike this morning. And, uh, you know, when I ride the bike, I tend to watch the West Wing. And all is right in the world when I'm watching the West Wing.
1: Now, Jeff, how many times have you gone through that series?
0: Oh, this is at least the fifth.
1: I'm I'm trying to convince uh, Maria, my wife, to go through it a second time. So I'm hoping we... uh... We start that soon because we're looking for a new show. And I I really, really love the West Wing. I definitely think it's my favorite show of all time.
0: But this is not a political show. This is a show about beer. And Matt, I had a thought about what we might be able to talk about last night when we were talking with Todd from Attic Brewing. Um, When we have this discussion with people about what got you into craft beer, a lot of times what happens is they'll talk about how they started out and they were drinking... uh, you know, the natties and the the beasts and the keystones and, you know, all, all the beer that you drink in college because it's cheap and plentiful. Um, and then you moved on to, quote-unquote, better things. But I started to think, you know, besides a, a, a nostalgia factor, are there any of these types of beer that are redeemable are there any types of beer that people talk a lot of crap about that are good actually and so i oh. wanted to see if we could talk about beer that is good actually and like maybe we just each pick two beers off the top of our head that you think have gotten a lot of crap over the years but they're actually kind of okay
1: okay i i kind of like your idea the uh, only caveat why don't we do one beer and one style, because there are some styles, just overall styles that really get shit on that I think um, are actually kind of good.
0: So oh, we- okay. Yeah, and then we don't have to commit to a single beer within a certain style. We, we can sort of give a shout-out. So let's just jump right on into it, and I want to tell you the beer that I thought of that made me want to do this episode. Okay. The beer that I think that gets a lot of crap, that is good actually is Lion Kugel Sunset Wheat. <laughs> Lion Kugel... Now, Lion Kugel, Lion Kugel Summer Shandy is a beer that I, a lot of self-respecting craft fans I know will drink uh, and be happy with. But Lion Kugel Sunset Wheat, it, it gets a lot of eye rolls. A lot of eye rolls. And because... And I think the, the people say the same thing about it. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I'm like trying to place the beer and now I'm remembering it's the Fruity Pebble beer. And so you think of a beer that tastes like Fruity Pebbles and
0: you're thinking no one actually thinks that's actually decent.
1: Right. But
0: But I think it's, I think it's good
1: actually. Right. You know, it's funny. Um, Kugel, they're just to me like, uh, they seem like a brewery that overall gets like kind of crapped on. Like, you have a lot of, you know, the the Instagram like I'm gonna take a picture of all my IPAs, kind of like what we do sometimes with our Instagram, you know. But a lot of people would not even look at that as beer, you know. line Kugel's not a brewery; their their beer is all fruit juice. But like when you have them, whether it's the the wheat or whether it is the shandy, you're like you're refreshed. You're like, all right, I'm not hating my experience right now.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's the it's the height of the art of craft, but it does a job and it, it tastes pretty good and it's it's fun to drink and sometimes you just want something fun to drink and, and so I'm giving a shout out to Lion Kugel Sunset Wheat. Now it's been a long time since so, since I've had it, but it was the thing that came to mind that a lot of people, you know, talk bad about, but it is actually I think it's it's pretty decent. Do you have one?
1: You know, I'm, as you've been talking, I'm like, what, what beer does it for me? And I've mentioned this beer before, I think, on our like situational episode or maybe our beach episode or summer or whatever. I can't remember which episode, but Corona. Corona, the, like the standard Corona Cerveza, uh, not the premium, not any of the other varieties, not Corona Light, Corona itself. And, you know, the reason why... I think a lot of times if you are a huge craft beer fan and you go to like a cooler at a barbecue and you open up and it's a bunch of Coronas, you like your first reaction is crap. Like, ah, this isn't, no. But then you, because you want a beer, you want something to, you know, wet your whistle, you grab one, you start drinking it and you definitely go back for a second and a third. And you know, there's usually a little cup of limes waiting for you, a little lime wedge put in there. The combination is, perfect uh, you know it's I've never drank a Corona and disliked my experience I,
0: I think my
1: overarching problem with
0: Corona is the clear bottle and that promotes it being light struck and then tasting skunky now I've been told that they specially breed the hops so that It does not happen, but I still taste it when I drink
1: Corona out of a bottle. When I have Corona out of a can, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I don't typically drink a Corona that's been sitting out. So like normally, I feel like Corona is the kind of beer that you get a case of it, whether it's in the clear bottles or a can, and you throw them right in the cooler, close the door, and then you're good to go. I haven't really experienced the skunky Corona. Um, To me, Corona is just like this kind of bright light, uh, uh, taste that, that always goes down nicely usually with either uh copious amounts of sun or you know enjoying a taco or you know enjoying a burger at a barbecue so i um, i think corona while getting shit on is actually good um now jeff i i take it right now you're not enjoying um a line and kugel sunset wheat are you
0: Oh, no. I, like I said, I haven't had it in a while, and it's not right. sitting in my fridge. Uh, I'm I'm drinking a sip of sunshine.
1: Okay. So definitely uh, <laughs> the only thing similar is that the word sun is in the name of the beer. So clearly going in the um, highly appreciated direction tonight.
0: Are you drinking Corona?
1: No, no. I'm drinking a fireworks display from Stellwagen. This was one of the beers that Francis brought us on 4th of July. Obviously, the 4th of July would have been the time to uh, drink this beer, but there was so much good beer around that night that it kind of got lost in the shuffle. And over a month old and still tasting super fresh, no floaties, you know, really nice beer um, on the lighter side of the New England IPA spectrum, so I'm enjoying it.
0: Matt, I asked Reddit, um, I asked the beer Reddit, what they thought the answer to this question was, what are some beers that get uh, a lot of hate that are good, actually? And I wanted to run a couple by you before we get into our styles. Okay. Uh, so here's some that they came up with. Uh, Modelo Negra can oh, be yeah. so refreshing. Someone right. says, it's a fine beer. I don't know that necessarily gets, uh, gets a lot of hate. I think when people are reserving their judgment on Mexican beer, it tends to be Corona that gets the hate. Yeah. Um, a cold Dos Equis. Amber is good. <laughs> High Life, the champagne of beer. Uh, Coors Banquet, someone said. Amstel, not the uh, not the light, but the standard uh, Amstel lager. Uh, Sam Adams Boston lager, which we
1: talked about being on the Mount Rushmore of beers. Yeah, I don't think Boston lager gets shit on. I think people just forget it exists and forget that it's a pretty good lager.
0: And he- here's one that really, it, it came up a, a couple times. And it was uh, hams, which is essentially uh, it's it's Midwestern Coors where Coors itself is sort of Midwestern because it's it's in Colorado. But this is like I'm not I I might be wrong when I'm saying Wisconsin, but like it's Wisconsin's Coors. Right. Um, And I had hams one time at a bar in um, Center City, Philadelphia. They had a um, mystery beer. Like, as a regular thing, you could order a mystery beer from their fridge, it came in a brown paper bag, and it was two bucks, that was the special, and it was always, you could get something interesting, but I played the game twice, and one time I got, um, moose head, no. and one time I got <laughs> hams, of the two, I, I much preferred hams. Now the truth is, I, I actually played the game a lot more than those two times, but I, I But I had a friendly bartender who knew me, and she would always, uh, you know, sort of open up the bag a little bit and check. And then if it was good, she would give it to me. If not, she would put it back. So thank you, Jen. (laughs) But I I truly played it without Jen present twice, and I I wound up with those two beers. But
1: Ham's was a decent one. You know, Jeff, that kind of reminds me of my childhood. I didn't go grab bagging for beer as a child, but I do remember when I collect, collected baseball cards and there was usually like a grab bag option at the card store. You get like a hundred cards for like nothing and hope that at least one of the cards in there was someone you could recognize. Like you never quite knew what you're getting. There's a lot of like... uh Von Hayes cards in there, um, you Von know. Hayes. <laughs> you know, as much as I love like Kevin Stocker, like y- you were getting not the top players, and you were usually getting some like really obscure brand. I mean, Don russ was definitely below the tops in the upper deck and the Fleer at that point. So uh, that's that's kind of my experience with the experience you're talking about. I kind of pissed that I didn't think of High Life though. I really enjoy high life uh, the champagne of beers the champagne of beers it's such a celebratory beer and yet it did not even come to me so i'm kind of disappointed all right jeff so we talked beers we well talked there, beers. There, oh. there's two more
0: there's two more i want to um okay shout out uh someone said molson canadian which i it's it's weird like it's thought of as a as a bad beer it's thought of as like a the hockey fans bad beer right yeah that right. and labat blue are yeah. bad beers. But I I had Molson on uh on a work trip to Buffalo and Buffalo uh for all intents and purposes apparently is Canada um because <laughs> it's 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 not far from Niagara Falls and they had a lot of like Canadian specialties in in their bars like I think one bar even sold poutine. Um but Molson Canadian was was it was pretty good in that moment. And the other I just want to shout out it doesn't exist anymore. But it's a Philadelphia original, and that's Schmitz. Schmitz yes. is sort of like a like a precursor to Michelob. It, it was a it was just a standard American lager, and uh, I, I never got to taste it. But my grandfather worked for the Schmitz Brewery for a time, and so I have a lot of Schmitz um, paraphernalia in my basement.
1: If I wasn't drinking an IPA, and I was drinking i don't know schmidt's i'd pour one out for Schmitz, but i'm not pouring out my ipa
0: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah if i was yeah (laughs) i'm not asking you to pour out a decent ipa in memory of schmidt's let's talk styles that have a bad rap but are actually pretty decent do you have a style that you think is pretty decent even though a lot of people hate it
1: yeah i think i'm gonna get some serious uh Oh no. Flack for this, but uh yeah, I think you probably know where I'm going, Jeff.
0: Uh, and it's you're going to get the flack from me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get the flack from you. I'm going to go uh pumpkin beers. So, uh, we will we'll keep it to pumpkin ales. Now, I'll I'll say that people do some really interesting things with pumpkin. You'll see pumpkin porters. Uh last year in the fall, Tired Hands did a pumpkin chai latte milkshake IPA, which was for one of them. Having one was really good. But by the end, I thought I was drinking a pumpkin spice latte, a PSL, if you will, from Starbucks. Um, but I, uh, a good pumpkin ale, and and, and I just want to kind of take a step back in history. Um, pumpkin ales, a lot of people think that pumpkin beer is like a, a, re- a recent trend. And by recent, I mean in the last 15 years or so oh
0: no yeah they, they actually think it's it's a response to the pumpkin spice latte like right that, you know
1: which it's not because pumpkin ales have been uh pumpkin has been used as an ingredient in beer since the 1700s and it was used when malt was um hard to come by so they would use the flesh of a pumpkin as a malt substitute so this was more of a necessity thing but if you look and i'm not I'm going to go right out and say this pumpkin is a horrible beer and it, it tastes like liquid ginger snaps. And to me that churns my stomach as much as I love beer and I love ginger snaps that the two should never meet. Um, but I will say there are some great pumpkin nails and I'm especially thinking of uh, good gourd from uh, cigar city. I'm thinking of pumpkin from um, dogfish head, there are breweries who do it the right way. And by right way, I mean, I want it spicy. I want it um, slightly sweet. But if you think about a pumpkin pie, pumpkin, excuse me. If you think about a pumpkin pie, pumpkin pies are are not that sweet. So if I'm having a beer that emulates a pumpkin pie, I want it to be a more muted taste and be more of a brown ale that has nice fall spices. I
0: think, Matt, you put a lot of caveats in there to save yourself. Um, you, <laughs> l- look, look, you've, you've heard my rant on Big Pumpkin. Big Pumpkin has overtaken everything. Everything comes out with pumpkin flavor. And pumpkin flavor really means pumpkin pie spices, which really means ginger snap. And I have no problem with a sweetzel's ginger snap, a, a, you know, a, a sweetsels ginger wafer, whatever they're called. Spice wafer is what it's called. Philadelphia tradition, Yeah, I, I love walking into the grocery store in non-pandemic times in August and seeing a wall of the black and orange boxes for Sweetzels Spice Wafers. I don't like that flavor in my beer. I don't want it in my beer. If you give me a beer that has pumpkin as a fermentable, like you said, and has a, a responsible amount... Of pumpkin pie spice uh, yeah I'll get on board with it uh, I'll get on board
1: with two of them per season I, I, I want to just redirect to good gourd from cigar City I'm holding a four pack which it has a nice description and it says Imperial pumpkin ales brewed with cinnamon allspice cloves nutmeg and vanilla to emulate the flavors of a decadent piquant pumpkin pie um yes pumpkin pie spice yeah but uh, what i appreciate is the fact that they this beer actually emulates a pumpkin pie this it's not that sweet it is muted so really you're just getting a really nicely made brown ale with a nice spicy quality to it
0: I want it to be as much about the beer as it is about the spice and if you strike that balance then then I'm with you for one or two per season. I'm not going to drink a ton of uh of pumpkin spice beers of pumpkin beers. I think that the fact that you bought one of these in early August is a little wacky, but that's you know we've talked about how seasonality is pushed forward and forward and forward.
1: Well, I get it to be fair good gourd is is one of the more higher regarded pumpkin ales and it's never been available around here so when i saw it available it was already warm it was on a shelf at a grocery store so i knew i could buy it now throw it under my bar until it was an appropriate time to uh, to enjoy this it's not going to be consumed until mid-October at the earliest I'm not the kind of person who the, cl- the the calendar flips to September 21st 22nd whatever the autumnal equinoxes this year and cracks open a pumpkin beer to me pumpkin is more Halloween slash Thanksgiving push it off push it off to the harvest holidays give me Oktoberfest beer starting you know mid-September and that'll last me a good month month and a half
0: I'll have some Oktoberfest for you uh, in a couple weeks Matt oh, all right you brewing one I, I brewed one past oh. tense in March and it's been sitting uh it's been sitting in my fermentation fridge like at at, at you know forty three degrees uh for a couple of months just waiting and, waiting and waiting and waiting.
1: Why did I not know this?
0: Oh, it's been I sort of brewed it hoping, hey, <laughs> this will all be over in October. <laughs> Let's we can all get together in a in a common space and be together and celebrate with beer. Um we'll figure out a way to do it.
1: I just request that you also bring your homemade pretzels. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. Ah, Yes. Okay, Jeff. So uh, I put my neck out on the line. Um, I almost, I might have to trade in my craft beer card. Um, What is the style that uh, gets some shit that you think is actually pretty good?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with something Matt, that is going to get me in trouble with a a certain someone. And it's not you. It's I'm going to get in trouble with Sarah Erdlin, our friend, because I'm picking local IPAs.
1: <laughs>
0: no, hear me out. Because I heard you out on pumpkin beer, Matt. Okay. I I do agree with Sarah that the marketing of them as local IPAs is nonsense. Like, get your diet. She said, get your diet culture out of my beer. You know, I'm not advocating for you know jenny craig to stand up there and hold up one of these cans and say this is part of my responsible program for losing weight while still being able to you know get a nice buzz on Uh, because if you really think about it these locale ipas are really they're just super sessionable ipas they're ipas with a lower abv you know somewhere in the three and a half topping out at four range and by consequence of doing that they come in at around 100 calories per 12-ounce serving. I'm thinking specifically of beers like Dogfish Head, Slightly Mighty. I'm, I'm talking about Lagunitas Daytime. I'm talking about uh, Weldworks and their uh, – Matt, you, you, what is it called again?
1: Fitbits.
0: Yeah, Fitbits. And I'm talking about Bell's Lighthearted, which is a low-cal session version of Two-Hearted, which
1: is – an unbelievable beer it's very good now jeff i gotta I, I gotta i gotta step in here i gotta i have to say now the other night i had friends from high school over and uh we all brought a four pack to share uh there was four of us so we all got one of each beer and one of my friends kind of stepped out of the box he didn't get a four pack he brought four of uh Maine's post-ride snacks that is a session ipa that, that they even say that's a session i that's a session ipa the beers you're suggesting are not session IPAs. They're not post ride snack. I, they uh, another one of my friends because as a joke he brought Trail Haze from Six Point and said this is not an IPA. It is hop water, and that is one of those 99 calorie IPAs. I, I don't want to give you that one because he said it is almost undrinkable. I don't think that they are. Session IPAs, I think they are a session IPA with a glass of water in it. I just don't I get I am not on this 99 calorie look IPA craze if you could call it a craze, probably look, not because people hate it. Look
0: post ride snack is four point nine percent okay yeah that's that's good for having a beer or two, okay. That's yeah. good for a post fried snack. But, like, honestly, like, the, I, the, the ABV of IPAs seems to me to be creeping up and up. It seems to me that you used to call an 8% IPA a double. And they're really not calling it that anymore. It's it's it now. That's sort of just an IPA, and it's to, up till you get to eight and a half, nine, ten percent that you're calling it a double IPA.
1: I think that's like old news. I think that's like the old IPAs. I think now the New Englanders, the New England hazies, they're all seven point eight and above is a double. If you look at it, it's like I see seven point eight a double. I don't get your locale out of here. But Matt, I'm telling you, go
0: out. Uh, the one I'm going to push on you because I know you don't support Lagunitas anymore get yourself some bells lighthearted it's delicious delicious and i think that i think that it's possible that there are some of these beers that are entering this category because it exists but are actually
1: way better than the category would suggest here's my problem with it is that to me like if i had a 99 calorie ipa would it satisfy me enough for me to stop? Or would I be like, oh, it's only 99 calories. I'm going to have five. And then 500 calories in, I'm like, well, I just drank 500 calories of beer when I could have had one really great beer or two really great beers and got me close to the same spot. I don't know. You know, Jeff, for you, and because you heard me out on pumpkin beers, I will have some lighthearted. I will, will, you know – see all about that and ha- enjoy it probably because you know too hard it is great and i assume that the flavor profiles are pretty similar but um these breweries that are coming out with these hazy uh low-cal beers um I well i just- wanted
0: to mention that i wanted to mention that in 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 this whole thing because our backyard brewery one of our backyard breweries yards just announced that they're entering the category with a beer called Featherweight, and it's it's a hazy. Yeah.
1: And I'm, to be honest,
0: Matt, I'm a little worried about
1: it. Well, I'm telling you, this this trail haze that my friend Charlie brought over, he said is pretty undrinkable. I He gave me one so I could try it. It's sitting in my fridge. So we'll see. I will drink it, or at least I'll take a sip of it. But, uh, I mean, I just don't understand how you can make a hazy IPA that is that low in calories. Like, what are you doing to get the haze? You know, to me, like a a, a low cal IPA with I don't know. I just don't see how the well, it adds up.
0: Let me suggest to you then that hazies don't belong in this category because if you're making a hazy beer, you should be making it with oats and wheat to get the the mouthfeel you're looking for, and those are unfermentable and those should add some calories and sugar. If you're looking at something like slightly mighty if you're looking at something like daytime if you're looking at something like lighthearted, they're not meant to be hazy they're just meant to be well hopped lighter beers and i'm just i'm just a proponent of beers around and even even under four percent between three and a half and four percent like you know Something you can have and it's not going to ruin your day in terms of uh, affecting your mind because of the alcohol. And also when you have to enter it into your uh, weight loss app, if you're on a weight loss app, which uh, I am right now, then it's not going to all of a sudden put you over. So I'm telling you, I'm
1: telling you, try. Okay. Okay. Now that you spun it that way with the weight loss app and, you know, I I, I do appreciate the attempt. I'm a, I'll say that. I appreciate these big time brewers, Dogfish Head, and Bells, uh, and Lagunitas, and, and Weldworks, which is a big hype brewery in, in Greeley, Colorado. I appreciate these breweries pumping out a low-cal IPA. A low beer in general, that's also craft, because it reaches out to a demographic. It reaches out to a group of people who are, you know, maybe are watching their weight, but don't want to sacrifice their uh, passion or, you know, hobby like craft beer. Uh, you know, I, I applaud them. I just... To me, if I'm going to drink a beer, I'm not going to be looking for something that's 99 calories.
0: And my my point is that it's it's probably it, it's it's probably more of a problem of labeling than anything else. And and if they presented this beer to you and didn't tell you it's low IPA, you'd probably think this this is a really great session beer. This is a really great light, well hopped beer. Uh, and the fact that this um, category has emerged i'm really more defending a number of beers within the category than i am the categories also maybe i maybe i broke the rules but i think you're doing the same with pumpkin i think you're defending certain beers within pumpkin and there's a lot of things that got into the category that ruined it
1: right yeah i think that i think what we can look in terms of these two styles you know pumpkin beer there are some people who took it to the extreme and kind of um made it just like a, a candy beer or you know a cookie beer and i think with the the locale ipas keep it simple you don't need to make it hazy if you keep the ingredients focused then you can focus on the hops you can focus on the malt you don't have to be using adjuncts or anything to get a certain look if i'm drinking a locale beer i kind of want it to be uh see-through i kind of want it to be clear because just that look of a hazy beer makes me feel fuller and um
0: And don't rush into the category unless you're going to make it responsibly, unless you're going to respect the craft. And speaking of respecting the craft, I want to give a quick shout out to our friend Chris Horn, who at this point, by the time this podcast is released, has probably already bottled his very first homebrew. Yeah, so Um, cheers,
1: Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers,
0: Chris. He has been texting with me throughout the process and asking my opinion on things. Uh, Drink listeners, because I'm talking about homebrewing. Mm -hmm. Um, he, He, as of today is um really close to his uh final gravity and he was he was about to bottle and i was like wait didn't you move a point between yesterday and today he's like yeah i'm like well no you have to wait um he's really excited he made a chinook ipa um from one of the one of the companies i don't know whether it was midwest or northern brewer or, or whomever but uh, I'm super excited to try it, Chris. Congratulations on your entry into the into the homebrew journey. It, yeah. it's going to be terrific. Yeah, Mazatov, um, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, mazel tov. yeah. Uh, I, I I can't wait to talk and talk about it with you, and I can't wait to continue to talk about beer with you, our listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode of Take a Shelfie. You can follow us on instagram at shelfy podcast uh we like to post pictures of the beers we're drinking uh perhaps of some uh, things we're doing while we're drinking the beer i uh, was making some nice chicken the other day and shouted out one of my favorite breweries in the process uh you can visit us at shelfypodcast.com where we post our full episodes and we leave the comment section open so you can trash our opinions about uh pumpkin beer and locale ipas You can subscribe to Take a Shelfie wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I heard that Google is changing their whole thing, Matt. So uh, if if people are subscribing on Google, just be sure that uh, it carries over. We want to be able to keep you as a listener. Uh, Until next time, I'm Jeff Martin.
1: And I'm Matt. Cheers.